Hello, all you criminals in the city of New York City. Um, welcome to the official <laughs> Prodigal Son podcast. <laughs> Still working on the intro. I haven't um, 100% gotten it. Uh, we got a lot to talk about this week. Oh, so much. Um, but first, of course, I have to welcome all my co-hosts to the show. Uh, welcome, security officer. Well, again, you know, I remember everybody is a security officer in the FBI. Um, but uh, <laughs> director of secure operations or something i don't know uh, miranda miranda welcome to the show thank you thank you so much for having me i feel so honored to be here today yes uh and welcome to the show um biology expert and uh dr kevin o'brien kevin welcome to the show is that what i am a biology expert i don't know i guess so. like a, i don't know maybe I like, don't a, know. like, a, like a, the <clears throat> medical examiner Oh, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't think doctor. that's I don't think that's what I want to be. Um, if well, we, I think that's just, if, just like, makes sense. This is the role that I have to fulfill, then I'll do it. But yeah, I would much rather be well, the kind of like a, a kind expert? of like a prodigal you know, a son type. Expert. No, I'd rather be like kind of like a prodigal son type profile. Oh, that's like that's profile. like calling yourself an Orville type. You can't just say that. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I guess you could be um you could still be an alien expert if you want. I don't think there's going to be a lot of call for it, but if that's what you want to be, that's fine with me. Okay. Okay. Alien expert, Dr. Kevin O'Brien, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Um, the, the IT guy or whatever, like yep. crypto security. <laughs> um, Tim is yeah. here. Welcome to the show. I feel so uninspired. Can oh, I be no. like, can I be like beat on the street reporter? Oh yeah. 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 You could be, um, Cause you're beating it on the street. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, please tell us you're not beating it on the street. Come on, guys. You know me. It's like I got my ear to the streets and my meat in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want you to horn in on um, our, our guests, uh, you know, expertise too much. Uh, no pun intended. Um, also, welcome to the show, human sexual sexuality expert, uh, Sleeves, from uh, the Bobby Horror Picture Show podcast. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. Um, so much to talk about this week. Uh, Sleeves, we are now network partners on uh, the Buzzcast network. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge week for Buzzcast. They've been dropping out new... Uh, New shows and new clients all week. The sleeve shirts have have been voted in for the first merch drop. It's yeah, uh, now, now who was like the main voters in that? <laughs> a, a lot of uh, alt accounts and oh. uh, <laughs> and a lot of criminals. Actually, I I definitely won the vote uh, thanks to criminals. Oh well, I think criminals should vote anyway, so that's fine. Actually, <laughs> good segue. Good segue into Prodigal Son too. Yeah, this criminals. guy's great. <laughs> yeah, he's a real pro. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Prodigal. Sorry, just Prodigal uh, vests. Maybe I don't know. Prodigal vests. I don't know. Something <laughs> to think about. Uh, maybe like a little, uh, like a snifter or something. Um, no, there we go. No, because of the killer mm, cocktails. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, they stopped doing those. Uh, there hasn't been a new one for a month. So uh, maybe that wouldn't be the best merch for us, but it's something. 
Yeah, for for a long time, we talked about uh, really wanting to join a podcast network. We didn't want to just join any podcast network, though. Uh, and, you know, don't listen to the episodes where we said, you know, something like that, uh, because that isn't true. We, we were very selective um, and we joined only the finest podcast network. There's so many great shows on this one. It's so much more so than, many. than just a network. It's a family. I'm, mm. and, and what more could you ask for? Absolutely. It's like, uh, yeah, a lot of our Orville listeners, um, you could think of it. It's like a, a crew, like a ship's crew. We're like uh we're like the family before the dad went to prison. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yeah, I, I really was... hope I really hope that the prodigal son is not predicting what's gonna happen to our family. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Cause Greggy would be the dad, right? Well, in this I, the network dad, I don't know who the network dad is. Um but for the okay. show, yeah, Greggy is It's I think the network it's Bugmane. And Bugmane's yeah, but... all of our daddies. Yeah. Okay. And it's something that's that we have to accept, even if you're uh, like I don't know how. Uh, and if um, I don't want to call Bugman, I don't know my how daddy much wants to, to, <laughs> to be your dad, but yeah, I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to call him daddy, but I don't know, just show the proper respect. I think we'll do if that. He, if, yeah, if he's around, you know, say hi. You don't have to call him daddy. I don't think that's expected. If you're making okay. a meal, make enough for two and give him the other half. <laughs> <laughs> Treat him like your dad. But if I, but if he is around and I do call him daddy, that's normal. That's perfectly fine. I'm sure he'd love okay. it. Okay. Okay. And we don't want daddy to go to jail. So we don't <laughs> want uh, that to happen. We don't want what happened to the prodigal son to happen to us, basically. Oh, no. I, and I don't think there's any way he would go to jail, but that's... Uh, okay, so each of the shows on the network is like a member of the family? Is that, yeah. is that that's what it is? And I'm pretty it's sure very just, prominent just, just by name alone, we are the prodigal son, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, yes. And Sleeves, maybe you're JT, maybe you're Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm the little I'm the little boy when he was a snitch. And like the, oh. the first second he's like calling the cops on his dad. That's me. I'm the I'm the little little boy who snitches. Oh, so, so you're like you are us in the past. <laughs> yeah, I like I like open the door and I'm like, holy fuck, is that Lou Diamond Phillips? <laughs> I need to yeah, I need to tell this man everything I know. Just because I don't that whenever I saw the door open and like saw that's who it was, that kind of blew my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> like you're a cop now, <laughs> but you know, sure, just spill your guts to him. Hey, spill your so guts. So listen, if we're the future, you, I mean, we have to ask: Are you proud of us? <laughs> are you proud of who we became? Um, absolutely. I mean, but the thing is, uh, the Uncle Howard and Uncle Franklin got the time stone. So everything is completely in our control. The, the the cult controls the simulation in in any aspect. Shit. And, and especially now that we got this freaking time stones. <laughs> That's incredible <laughs> that you managed to take it cuz from what I understand the um uh what's his name? Uh, Dr. Uh Dr. Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil has the time stone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, he's he's always talking. This 
like Catch Me Outside is something from Dr. <laughs> Phil that I know of. That is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that absolutely is from Dr. Phil. Dr. Yeah. Phil, did I see Dr. Phil say something weird the other day? Was he like? It doesn't seem right. He usually only says normal stuff. No, yeah, he's just straight up. I feel like something extra weird was going on with Phil the other day. He said his wife was like a badger. I think. (laughs) Yes, he did say that. That his wife was a badger. Yeah, she she doesn't think she's a badger. She did the test on animalandyou.com. She she went to animalandyou.com. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's it's in the testimonials, guys. It's a, different, it's a different podcast than nobody listens to. <laughs> I heard enough of the most recent episode to know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's good. It still counts as a listen. Uh, something Dr. Phil, it would be very weird for Dr. Phil to say is, uh, here's a here's a generous tip for you, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, very unusual for him to say. Quick little Dr. Phil story since you brought it up. I was... Uh, <laughs> bartending a charity um tennis tournament and i was in the vip tent so and dr phil came up and he got a drink for like two people his wife uh he doesn't drink i think so he just got water so maybe that's his excuse or whatever but he's this Ah. dude's worth like 500 million or something like that so he didn't tip me a single dollar he like barely even looked at me it was fucked up it was like i don't like this guy so um he's giving you so much already though yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I'll give you a tip every day when you watch. That's my fill. Uh, but yes, uh, <laughs> so glad to be on uh, the Buzzcast Network. Bugmain, it does make sense for Bugmain to be the dad uh, because <laughs> there's there's no chance he hasn't already killed somebody. Like nobody's found out yet, but uh, I'm sure that's happened allegedly. Uh, I don't know. This is a cold of positivity. We wouldn't. Oh, right, right, right. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us could ever possibly be capable of anything bad. Oh yeah, and by the way, uh, you know Tim and Miranda, it is a cult that I got us into. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but uh, like, well, this is yeah, this is a cult. My <laughs> podcast is about a cult. It's about it's about joining and being in a cult, and then the terrific people you meet along the way. Oh, it's a pro cult podcast. Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent pro cult. Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. Did you say being in a cult or being an occult? <laughs> okay. What what is the what okay. is the difference there? I guess like uh Is this an I am putting in a Panera or a I'm putting in a Panera kind of situation? <laughs> is that what you're saying? What? <laughs> okay. I didn't know what I was doing, but I really don't know what Kevin's doing. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, in this episode of Prodigal Son, um, after the mom finds out Malcolm has been seeing his dad, uh, visiting his dad, she says, uh, and that he changed the, the lock. Oh, yeah. She says, I want new keys tomorrow or I'm putting in a Panera. But I had to rewind <laughs> it like five times to figure out what she was saying because she goes, I don't think she knew what she knew what a Panera was. And I think she learned this line phonetically. And she, <laughs> I'm putting in a Panera. <laughs> So. She right right after the cut, they, she turned to the director. And was like, "Who's Anna Panera? I've never heard of the character. <laughs> and why am I putting? The script makes no sense. <laughs> what what, what <laughs> am I putting Anna Panera? And she's walking backwards as she says it. So it's very. Uh, I, I have a feeling if you played it backwards, there's some sort of hidden message going on there. Back to the cult I think, thing. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> the, the mom totally speaks in riddles. 
The mom is definitely <laughs> the weirdest. The she's weirder than the murderer. She's the Riddler. Father. She's the Riddler of the of the of the show. <laughs> she's she seemed the most bizarre of the entire family. Yeah. She's okay. Well, let's get into it, guys. Let's talk about this episode. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's a very prominent. Yeah. The whole family, really, I would say, is a, one of the most prominent families. Uh, but I this week we watched. Prodigal Son, Season 1, Episode 3, uh, Fear Response was the name of this episode. Just to make it clear to everybody listening, this episode did come out several uh, weeks ago, maybe a month or more, something like that. What the, the way that we do our episodes is, once we get done with an episode, we start researching uh, the killer before. So now... We're ready to go on to episode three because we've, uh, you know, gotten a, our minds fully wrapped around the Annihilator. Mm. Um, so now we're ready to move on to the fear response guy. Uh, we're now all experts in, in Annihilators. And so we feel fully ready to move on to the next episode. That's why it sometimes takes several weeks or possibly just one week. Um, it just depends on how hard the previous uh, killer was to understand. Yeah, the Annihilator was very tricky to deal with. Oh, but, yeah. But now I'm at the point where if I'm in a Burger King or a like a, or at the beach or something and Annihilator or Panera. Or Panera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a Panera. Uh, I can see an Annihilator just by the way they order their soup or where they dip their toes into water or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't know. Who's dipping their toes in water at restaurants? <laughs> well, it's a, pan- it's a Panera, you know. Uh, all sorts of freaks and weirdos are going in there and. True, true. Filling up a, one large cup, please, you know, and take off their shoes or socks and sit by the front and dip their toes in it. It's gross, but it's Panera, baby. <laughs> So the episode opens with a uh, mom. Um, what is what is mom's name in the show? I don't remember. We call her mom. I think we. we <laughs> yeah. <used> her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, anyway, she goes to see dad um, in, in in jail. Uh, this was right after he was arrested, I guess. And she says, uh, "Nobody in the family is ever going to come see you again." Uh, we happen to know that isn't the case. That isn't what's going to happen in the future. But it's a very strong scene. Um, it was really confusing to me because I was like, well, but but they are. Like, what are we supposed to think? Who do we believe? Yeah. yeah. Like, is Prodigal Son he is practically grows up in the mental hospital with Dad, <laughs> it seems like. Is it a mental hospital? I thought it was just a prison. Well, it changes every episode. I think he's <laughs> yeah. in, like, he, he has new restraints, new, like, they keep moving the furniture around something like that. Because <laughs> yeah. The bookshelves are in different good. areas. It's it's a little tricky. <laughs> this episode, it was definitely a um, psychiatric hospital when she called for the ride. Sorry right. to jump ahead. No, I forgive you. Um, I think uh, at the very beginning. I, I also forgive you. <laughs> I think Miranda and I are standing firm and we're not going to forgive. Yeah, I'm not. I'm too. waiting for, you know. Next time you, you jump you ahead. Sorry, you have to show it. Look before you fucking leap, Tim. Okay. You're hey, really Ron. sorry. You wouldn't keep doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Baby, <Hey>. come on. <laughs> You're you, doing you want the dad. me, want me to be on my hands right and knees here? You'll be back. 
<laughs> you'll be back. You're just enough to make me happy, and you'll be back. And I didn't really understand his point. Well, maybe I'll be back. Maybe I'll be back when I'm uh, reaching the end of my sexual prime or something like that. <laughs> the Which... beginning, no, it's like. Ah, uh, yes, you're turning 55, the beginning of the sexual prime. He's like the second, I didn't mean, I don't know, sleeves, you probably know, know all about this, but this, <laughs> how many sexual primes are there and which ones are, like, is prime the peak or, like, is it all down after there or is it, like, an extended amount of time? Peaking and priming is totally separate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay. Thank you. But I mean, you know, there's peaks and valleys a- a- all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's pills now. I think, uh, <laughs> I, I hopefully, the hopefully we'll all be reading a lot of, uh, what is it, Blue Chew? Is that the pill? Blue Chew, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Buzzcast can secure that ad for all of us. Oh, no, us what, uh, what is Blue Chew? It's oh, like, it's uh, like, uh, <laughs> no, you yeah, like <laughs> well, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I, I'm an expert on blue chew, but it's like a Viagra that's chewable. So it like starts working faster. Oh yeah. Like a gum or something. Yeah. <laughs> you need the patch. <laughs> I just inject it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so mom goes to see dad. I, th- I think this was right after he was arrested. So he was in prison at that time. And then eventually, I think after the trial, they move him to a mental hospital instead. He's so casual in the in that conversation with her. Uh, I, actually, I think he's always, ca- but uh, he's very much like, hey, babe, what's up? It's like a normal lunch meeting. You know, he's very calm. And I think that's as a as an alien expert. But as a part-time profiler, that's very serial killery. He's very he kind of gives uh, off some vibes of a killer. Yeah, definitely. He's a he's a real like a goofy Hannibal Lecter type. <laughs> like he does okay. a lot of jokes and stuff, but uh, he's also pretty pretty calm, cool, and collected as well. He looks comfy. The dad, yeah. right? Yeah. I like yeah. his sweater. Yeah, he does. He seems very fireside uh, check kind of guy. Yeah, it looks super cozy. and con- I mean, he's making the most out of prison for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, the Saudis are just <laughs> showering him with gifts. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Sleeve, I guess I should ask, did you just watch this one episode or have you seen another uh, episode? Okay, I tried to watch the other ones. Um, <laughs> I made it through the first one and at Scary. some point I fell asleep. Uh, oh. I don't think I watched any of the second one, but I'm not sure because uh, I know for sure I watched this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to say because, like, I I know that I watched the second one because we did a whole podcast episode about it, but <laughs> I couldn't tell you anything that happened in it. Like, I don't. What I, was it I about? Rem- I remember an exchange between the uh, the mother and the sister. And also uh, the son and the sister. And then, like, I couldn't tell when these were happening because they seemed to have no significance or relevance to anything else that was going on. So I wasn't sure what episode it was happening. Hmm. I don't remember anything that had no significance. Uh, everything <laughs> okay. seemed pretty. Because, so. like, the mom hopped out of a car in, like, uh, like a, a science, like a, like a laboratory coat. Yeah, a long white like lab coat to <laughs> talk to her sister, and was that just was this like, episode I think. Okay, yeah, and was she, like, "Don't talk to your brother." 
And she's like, well, I'm good. I'm good. I already talked to him. Okay. Well, I'm back to the lab, I guess. I don't, it, and then it had nothing to do with like who I'm assuming is the protagonist because he's the son. It didn't really seem to connect with him later on because he was uh, doing completely different shit. Well, you see, they cast uh, Halston Sage. That's the sister in, uh, in this show. So I feel like they owe it to her to give her some scenes after they okay. cast her. So <laughs> sure. they throw a couple scenes her way here and there, and they may okay. or may not be important or you know move the story. <laughs> in in that case, those are the best scenes. Those are my favorite <laughs> scenes. Then, and I'm wondering what the fuck the rest of the show is about because. Yeah, but giving her that, it's like, I was thinking the same thing. Like, when she was wearing that lab coat, it's, uh, I said, that has to be a choice to make her seem, I don't know. And that was so bizarre because she, it took me a second to realize. At first, I just thought she had like a jacket on. And then all of a sudden, like, I realized, no, that's like, <laughs> that's a white, <laughs> long coat <laughs> down to mm-hmm. her ankles. That, that's a lab coat. What 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 does, is there? What is going on? Yeah, that's not in any style, uh, um, in any magazines that I look at and read. Uh, it's cool. It's definitely a, it's a look I wish I could pull off. And yeah, actually she's on the forefront. I think is why you're not seeing it anywhere. <laughs> but yeah, we're about a minute and a half into the episode so far. <laughs> It'll move quickly soon, I think. Yeah, he was in bed having a really bad dream, tossing and turning. Uh, really putting his uh, restraints in this bed to to the to the test here. Uh, mom comes uh, to to visit him, so he just flies out of the window and is holding on by the strap. Um, I I looked up like scenes from other episodes to see where the bed is in the room, and it does seem to be pretty far from the window. Like mm-hmm. at first, I thought he just rolled. You know, it was like right up against the window, and he rolled out of bed <laughs> out the window. But I guess he like threw himself across the room and out the window. Mm, yeah, I, I like. I'm pretty sure the script supervisor is not uh, aware of, or they just like you know, hey, the scene calls for him throwing out the window. Where was the bed the last episode? They're like, ah, eh, who really cares? It'll be closer <laughs> to the window. You to think that there that there is a script supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, but he's still attached to one of the chains. Right, he's like dangling by a chain. So it doesn't right, have exactly. really, really long chains. Yeah. And if so, what would what would be the point? Like, <laughs> you could just get up and walk around with chains that long. Yeah, because he flies out of the he flies out of the window sideways because it's like a, a more of a horizontal uh, length, a length window rather than a up and down vertical window. So I guess we're to assume that he rolled off his bed so hard. That he's shot out sideways out of the window. I mean, hey, you know, I've never had a dream that scary, so I don't know. Have they shown his sleeping patterns in previous episodes? Like, does he have to chain himself down every night? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. yeah. Actually, that is. Okay. I mean, did yes. you see his dreams? Did you see what he was dreaming? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, I do remember a dream sequence later on, but yeah. which was very, I definitely cannot wait to talk about, but. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, just this guy does a lot of dreams. Uh, so okay, so he, so they've they've mentioned before that he is he's a light light sleeper, I guess. Yeah, I have Sorry. a uh, a clip of him throwing himself out the window, but I don't know if the with all the devices everybody is recording on this week, if it's gonna work. Uh, hey, Anna Panera. Panera. I can watch it, but <laughs> well, they're at a, a future Panera. 
Doctor's in. <laughs> <laughs> She's some kind of slumlord. Did you see the graffiti on that front door? Yeah, okay, he's pretty far from the window, right? Yeah. There's at least a nightstand in between. Right. Welcome. But look how he flies out. Like. I like how okay. the, gra the graffiti's only on the door, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're thoughtful. The They're like, kind of awesome. Like, she can replace it. other people died? And why can't you remember? It's funny that Dad says the exact thing that he's, like, <laughs> wanting to find out. What's a dream? You changed the locks? Yeah, true. to your security upgrade, I would like to remind you that you and that wretched parakeet are merely tenants of the building that this I own. I just kept hoping that Open the Alara door. would show up. <laughs> <laughs> Open that door. <laughs> show Ooh. the strap. Right? Show, show the length of the strap. Hmm. Well, then it's about time. Buzz me in, will you? <laughs> oh, Mom. So we never see a solution to this, right? Like, what was he do to sleep after this? Yeah, I don't know. I guess he gets it fixed or something. He just keeps doing the same thing that had him dangling out a window? That's stupid. <laughs> He's That's supposed why to be he smart. didn't want to go to bed when he was at the stakeout. Oh, true, his yeah. restraints were busted. Yep. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, uh, just real quick, like he was, he had like, I think maybe four screws in that wall and they look like tiny little weak screws. <laughs> I just think that if you're going to strap yourself in there, you need some deep, like maybe at least, at least two inch screws, you know, cause you can rip those out. No problem. Really bolted down. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just didn't seem well-planned. Uh, this does kind of show you, I mean, if you want to break into the, uh, the serial killer profiling work, you know. You got to have a parent that can buy your your huge apartment for you, you know, <laughs> to be able yeah. to afford, you know, the uh, internships and stuff. This scene also seems like it's so intense for tossing and turning in bed. Like he's tossing and turning so violently. Like, I don't know. It, it gave me like the way they shot it and stuff. There's definitely like uh, potential X-File uh, vibes coming off. <laughs> And, like, that could be pretty fucking cool with, uh, you know, serial killer son and, like, X-Files crap. But, like, mm -hmm. instead it ends up being, like, kind of strange. <laughs> like This guy just, gives off, he gives off all the vibes of an alien. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got these giant eyes. His mouth is always, he's always moving his jaw in weird ways. Like, he's, he has, co like, you know, cocaine withdrawals or something. And... <laughs> He's uh, or he's high on cocaine. I, I don't do cocaine, so I don't know what it's like at all. Um, right, but of course. He's, he's, so yeah, you know. I tried it. Yeah, I tried it. But um, <laughs> 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 well, yeah, like uh, he's he's definitely got alien written all over him. 
for sure. That's why I, that's why I'm here. Well, yeah, I, I, even the shape of his head is like <laughs> maybe it's <laughs> it his is. haircut. That's like one of the one of the first things that really kind of bugged <laughs> me was his haircut because it's like, man, I want to see someone with I don't know why, but I want to see a cool haircut. <laughs> and this guy's got uh, trouble. I just trouble. It bothers me. It's troublesome. It's a troublesome haircut. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very like emo boy. Uh, I think we've mentioned. I think Greg has mentioned that in the past. He's just like he looks like an anime character. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's got a lot of darkness inside of him. You know, he's kind of inherited yeah. from his dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, he's just surrounded himself with these serial killers all the time. Uh, mom, you know, she threatens him to turn his apartment into a Panera Bread, uh, but she also says he needs to go see his psychiatrist. Uh, so he does, and uh, wouldn't you know it, this guy, he can't do anything normal. His psychiatrist is the same one he's been going to since he was a child. She's a children's psychologist. There's, like, toys <laughs> all over the place and stuff. He tells her uh, he thinks his dad drugged him uh, and and... It, it, you know, he dad killed more people after he discovered the the <laughs> mythical girl in the box. Um, the serious, the, the psychiatrist does not like seem to believe that idea at all. Like she's very, <laughs> she keeps accusing him. Of, she's like, "Are you being a little hyperbolic, Malcolm?" <laughs> He's like, "My dad killed twenty three people." She's like, "And you're sure that's not hyperbole, Malcolm?" He's like, "No, <laughs> it's documented. This guy." <laughs> fucked me up my whole life i'm just like mm, sounds a little hyper it's very funny and just to note he's like sitting cross-legged in the chair yeah in the tiny chair he's fucking he's so weird <laughs> um but it takes a weirdo to catch a weirdo <laughs> yeah that's true one thing the one thing that maybe sleeves should just know for context is that Prodigal Son's parents are both 13 years older than him. So yeah. <laughs> probably like kind of fucked him up a little bit. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize that. So is that true? That That's real? Well, yeah. I haven't said it in the show, but if you look up the ages of the actors, <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Okay, because, you know, they, there's a there's a shot in this where like, they like fade from the dad's face to the kid's face. And like, they try to make it like, look at, you know, like, Oh, look how much similar they are. And like the dad doesn't look old enough to, yeah. Like you said, because it looks like, it looks like a transition to two non-related people Mm -hmm. and it it loses the impact it's supposed to have. If you cleaned up Martin Sheen, if they just gave him a a fresh shave and some make, put some young makeup on him, they could, you know, he could be his older brother, maybe or something like that. But it is Michael Sheen and not Martin Sheen (laughs) would be old enough to look like this guy's dad. (laughs) Good one, Miranda. But um, uh, what else was I gonna say? Something good. I was gonna say something good, but oh yeah, I bet. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the psychologist is like, okay, sure, your dad killed twenty three people, but you're accusing him of drugging you. <laughs> Come on, like, that that's crazy. That's a little <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> chloroform. Yeah, okay. 
But hey, as we find out, I think the psychologist was right. Tim, are you jumping ahead again? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, Tim. I'm just saying random things that have no meaning. Oh, okay. Good. Thank slit you. Your, slit your Achilles and never jump again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, the prodigal son, he gets a call from uh, Diamond Lou. He says, uh, "Come out and see this victim. His eyes are all fucked up and his skull is, is uh, open and stuff." Who, um, prodigal so son? There. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, the victim, but. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, Prodigal Son's eye is very fucked up. That's true, but his skull isn't open. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it had to have opened for him to have lost his mind the way he has. <laughs> Holy shit! Any, any, oh, just to color in the scene, he brings everybody Dum Dum's uh, little uh, popsicle sticks from the uh, uh, from his child psychologist's office. Oh. And not just ever, he grabs like the whole thing of them, right? And then he's like, mmm, mmm, rupee or yummy. And like, is cute about it. Yeah. yeah. He's, he thinks he's fucked up. <laughs> he no, hands them out to everybody, uh, especially the med- medical examiner who is so horny for him. Um, gives her cherry. Oh, the yeah. Sex flavor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So the victim eyes are. Um, all white because it's just like when you give somebody a lobotomy or something. Isn't that what they said? I don't remember. Anyways, yes. Yes. <laughs> when you give a lobotomy, I don't know. Is that true? It doesn't seem possible. <laughs> um, they also opened up the skull and uh, in a very square like hole in the skull. They took out the brain <laughs> and, you know, they open up the skull. Everybody is it. <laughs> It's kind of a funny uh, framing because it's like looking out from the skull and uh, everybody kind of goes, ooh, um, <laughs> yeah. except for a prodigal son and the medical examiner who are really they're kooky. Ge- they're geeked. They're smiling, looking at each other like, oh, it's, a bra- it's an empty skull, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they find a Dear Mr. Policeman uh, snowman letter. <laughs> I, was, I thought the same thing. I was like, is the snowman the killer in this episode? Because that would be a great tie-in. Love to see, like, Fassbender walk across screen. Like, this is my case. <laughs> um, I've got another great video from, like, uh, the, the different people on the show reacting to this this skull. So here, let me put this on. Oh. Oh. Ah. You don't see that every day. One of three, we find someone in the woods who's missing their brain, which oh. is actually very disgusting. It's not enough to just have someone yeah, dead. Yeah, pretty disgusting. We're pushing the network limits <laughs> by having a person's skull open up and we look Aided. inside. Having to and see dinner that. is served. <laughs> I think for everyone was kind of disturbing. Maybe minus Blue. one. I thought it was very interesting. <laughs> it's very odd because Bright has given him a lollipop, and uh, he's you know he's he's sucking on the lollipop when the top of the head comes off. Oh, didn't need that. Brain flavored suckers. Come on, Diamond Lou. When you said people on the show reacting to that scene, that's not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a very weird clip where <laughs> they had the cast gather around and they they just talk about a scene they just did, and they're all like half in character or something. I, I don't know. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they uh, they took this like three second clip from an episode. I assume they put this video out. Before, like, the fans had a chance to react strongly, so they just knew this was going to be an infamous scene. Mm-hmm. It's like they made the little micro documentary before 
it even was revealed to the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they're pushing the the limits of what you can do on network television. We all saw JT the Reddit. Said. We all saw the Reddit post about how the network limits have been pushed further than ever before. <laughs> yeah. I haven't I've, seen that. Tell me more about that. I have not seen that Reddit post. <laughs> um, Kevin, who posted if, that? <laughs> well, if you know my Reddit account, just click on most, most recent post. <laughs> I'm, I'm Lou Diamond Phil fan. <laughs> I didn't lose a friend. I never had snakes in the grass. Good one, Kevin. Uh, let's see. How do the, how do we? <laughs> my next note that I have is. Halston, our queen. Um, I don't remember how we got to that scene, but uh, Halston Sage, the lady reporter from the show that is also Malcolm Bright's sister. Um, the entire reason we're watching this show because she was also on the Orville at one point. <laughs> yeah, because the network asked us to. The network. Oh, the and network yes, said, yes, you know. the network. Joel. Joel at the network. Yep, he, <laughs> he mandated we join the Budscast network and switch to. Uh, <laughs> I think you put watching. that note be- because um, the dad is in jail watching the news because he gets, you know, cable TV and all that shit from the Saudis. And oh. and he sees Halston and he's like, oh, yeah. And she's reporting on the the crime that yeah, Bright yeah. went to. So he yeah. calls, you know, his son. And uh, yeah, what does he say? Why doesn't he call her? Why doesn't he call her and say, hey, I saw you on the news? They don't really know each other. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a good, good dynamic family dynamic to have where she's like, I don't really know him. And he's like, I don't really know her, but I'll, I'll, I, she's technically mine. So I'll, I'll watch shit that has to do. They're, they're like having a family dinner and then like, from like one instant, everyone else has left the room. It's just the two of them. And it's so awkward. (laughs) They're like, Oh, so you're my dad. Yeah, you remember what chloroform smells like? <laughs> he was probably I think... so happy. Sorry, I just have to get this joke off. Oh, he was probably so happy that he didn't have to use the chlor waste his precious chloroform on her because she was too young to remember. And <laughs> you can cut that out. <laughs> uh, so dad calls and says, uh, you have to go talk to this psychiatrist lady. Or was that in the note? I I'm not sure. That's not something I wrote down in my notes. That's subtext. Yeah. Um, they go visit this this uh, psychiatrist lady that Malcolm is a huge fan of. He brings uh, her book for her to sign and stuff, which, you know, you don't usually consider that when it comes to, uh, like, uh, scientists or something. He's, he's so, he's so, he's a genius, you know? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, he doesn't just like, not just any books. I mean... This is like a scientific research book, and mm-hmm. like it was a pretty thick book, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was about the human mind too, which is something that it just perplexes me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is when this episode actually like finally gets good for like uh, eventually till it's over. It's not bad after this. He brings in that book and. Uh, then nobody's they they all start taking LSD. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like from that point, like they go there to talk to her about doing LSD, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So just for if for some crazy reason you guys haven't watched, our listeners didn't watch this episode. <laughs> they walk into this building and this doctor is doing research on uh, fear 
uh, in the human mind when on LSD or psychoactive drugs. So there's just all these people staring at computer screens with just horrific images like of like a bloody baby and an angry dog. And they're, I'm, I'm guessing they're all tripping, <laughs> just sitting in this office on LSD, staring at a computer screen. And it sounds terrible, like the worst thing. Um, so it does seem like she's running some sort of weird evil scientist test lab. Yeah, based on the first scene, I did think she was the killer at first. A little, or, you know, our eagle-eyed viewers, uh, listeners, and viewers of the show will notice that when he hands her the book to sign it, he peeks over to see how her writing is, I think, trying to see if <laughs> maybe she's the crazy letter writer. So. Ah. That's truly sneaky. Yeah, that is when I was like, this guy's thinking kind of how I think. <laughs> <laughs> so the the way the guy... Or- the first guy with the brain taken out originally died was he was given a huge dose of LSD and then had a heart attack, you know, from fear while he was on it. So that's how they got to this lady who does research in LSD. And, uh, I kind of got a little lost there for a second. I, I still don't understand the guy. The guy was her colleague. He was one of her mm-hmm. students. One, of, one the of her studies. students. I don't think we're supposed to know. No, the victim, like the, fir- the first victim. He's a oh, professor. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, I didn't. But oh, because he was, in, he was in charge. Uh, he was like similar to the doctor and the other guy. And they were going to be the fear killers, potential victims, I guess. Um, but they were like, oh, oh, this is the this is a professor. So somebody probably killed him to actually target this other professor who he worked with sometimes. I think he was part of it as well. I think he was part of the testing uh, that you they leveraged their power and authority to get these people to, quote unquote, volunteer. I thought they did say it was a student. One of them was a student because they were like, of, oh, yeah. they all get a uh, I, I don't I can't remember. TV show keeps you confused as hell. For some reason, <laughs> yeah. every. Uh, part of this episode clicked for me and I have a full, <laughs> almost encyclopedic understanding of the plot. So if you want me to tell you, um, the killer uh, was a student and what triggered him to kill the others was he found out another student committed suicide while That's on the LSD. That's not my question. Okay, so <laughs> he, targeted, question. he targeted the <laughs> okay. professor. See, I'm answering all questions at different times here. He targeted the professor because he was uh, uh, a peer of the uh, woman who wrote the book and the other so, doctor. Okay, yes. So because they were I the authority that. Yes, right. They use their they use their influence and power to pressure people into quote unquote volunteering. Yes, I heard when you said that before. Okay. Um, my question is, how did the prodigal son look at this colleague and go, "This guy was murdered and had his brain <laughs> scooped out," and from that, I can deduce that this other professor is the one who's actually being targeted because uh, Malcolm, uh, Malcolm's dad uh, told him, he gave him the tip because he actually somehow deduced it. I don't know how he figured that out, but he assumed he said, maybe contact Elaine. Uh, She may have something. He said something like that. Okay. So, but your answer at its core is, I don't know. (laughs) No, 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 no. Sometimes the encyclopedia doesn't know. (laughs) No, I do know, but uh, I think I'm going to keep that one to myself. This is my little. uh, 
All right, listeners, email us in. Our email address is still officialorville at gmail.com. <laughs> the word still isn't in it. It's just officialorville at gmail. I think because she studies, once they figure out, sorry, once they figure out the fear, well, that it was a fear connection, she is like based on fear in the mind. That's her like main study. So he was leaning towards her. And then I think at one point they cross-reference a letter with something that another, but I think that was actually after they met her. So never mind. But I think it's because <laughs> she was a fear scientist. He was thinking of it. Then when he's on the phone with his dad, he says, oh, say hello to Elaine for me because the dad knows that he already is going to contact Elaine because she's a fear-based uh, it said very advanced writing, so I'm sorry if you're not following. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the cops decide to um, to stake out the the psychologist, the fear expert lady, um, and we get another Bright and JT scene where uh, JT kind of resets the show and re-explains the premise to you. Uh, every so time funny. these two talk to each other, <laughs> Bright has to tell JT. Uh, you know, I met Diamond Lou when he uh, came to my house and uh, <laughs> arrested my dad. And uh, But he also, he expounds on this this time. Uh, he has a little joke where he tries to figure out what JT's uh, first name is. Uh, but then also he lets... Uh, he lets JT know that he nobody respects cops more than him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Blue lives definitely matter to uh, Malcolm Bright. That was such a uh, just such a funny scene. There's it had all the <laughs> things they had. Uh, like you said, the reset of the show. He's like, even though Malcolm's like, I know, I know, I've said this three or four times in a very dramatic <laughs> way. But my father was actually a killer, and I saw him, and then a cop came, and it was Lou Diamond Phillips. It's the same exact story we keep. He keeps telling J- JT, and then of course, JT's like, "Well, see, I was in the army, and we respect uh, authority, and it was all about you know follow line. It was very. I was scared. I felt like I was going to get <laughs> shot by JT." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was all like, "Look at my badge." <laughs> And then, yeah, very, very Cartman and then, respect my authority. But. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did anyone else think so? He told a story. He was like, uh, I was a little boy and there was a bad man in my house and a police came and took the bad man away and saved my life. And then later in the episode, there's a bad man in the house and someone. Oh my God. <laughs> Like did like they they were setting it up so that JT saves him and then that's not what happened. Though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like so close to being kind of a cool thing, and then as soon as I'm assuming, as soon as Malcolm left the car, like JT falls asleep, <laughs> he stops <laughs> looking at the house. <laughs> He's just scrolling on his phone. <laughs> yeah, I very much did think that was what was being set up there. Um, I was really surprised when he turned. Well, uh, let's. Uh, we're a little bit ahead again. Uh, <laughs> Malcolm says, "Oh, I've got a, <laughs> I've got to go inside and ask her one more question." Um, so he goes inside and asks, uh, "What does chloroform smell like?" Uh, you know, it's not anything to do with the case. He wants to know because of his dreams. Um, she tells him it's very sweet. It's like lilacs or something. Uh, he notices like a. Um, the mask uh, on the on the mantle there, 
uh, and he says, oh, I've seen this before. And he takes three sheets of paper and like uh, turns them all into weird directions so that it kind of yeah. like the yeah. writing a little bit kind of looks like a mask. Not really. But um, so, yeah, he, he saw these corners of these pieces of paper <laughs> and in his mind, he put this together like automatically. Which yeah, like, when he said, I've seen this before. It's like he didn't see it before. <laughs> and also <laughs> it had nothing. It had no purpose or and it was unhelpful it was in every so, way because it was so unearned because they weren't they weren't like early in the episode like oh there must be a shape to these draw to these writings or something there was none of that there was no mystery built up ahead of time then he just solved the mystery in a way that didn't make sense that like the, the killer was trying to get i don't know it didn't make any sense yeah. yeah, he discovered who the killer was like seconds before he cut the power to the the killer cut the power to the house and uh, you know announced himself. <laughs> no, but they already knew who the killer was. Yeah, they knew yeah. they were going to the killer's house, and then this thing happened, and it didn't it didn't move the plot forward at all. It didn't resolve anything. It was just they were like, oh, you know what people love is when like people discover a solution to a mystery. That is true. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but we skipped over the scene where I think, dude, did we skip over a scene? Uh, yeah, we oh. skipped over the scene where on the rooftop, um, the uh, oh, yeah. the yeah. doctor's colleague. We I, way ahead. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it, but this scene was very funny. They uh, the guy <laughs> uh, the the guy who is her, I guess, coworker, the doctor's coworker. Um, he calls. Uh, uh, one of the detectives, I think Danny or, and he's like, Hey, um, there's more to the story than you think, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're doing LSD. And then, you know, he's like, looks down at his coffee. He's like, my coffee is LSD in it. So he's tripping. They, <laughs> they go after him, try to find him. He's laying down, he's all tied up and he's tripping balls. And, and Malcolm decides to cut him loose, which I thought was a bad idea. I was like, you got him <laughs> yeah. secured. It's so unnecessary. Now you're on a rooftop <laughs> with this guy trimming balls. Like, he's going to jump off the side <laughs> of, of this building. And so then, like, somehow he wraps Malcolm up in a, in a headlock with a knife or a sharp object to his and And, it, well, I don't know how else to say it. Malcolm just throws him off the side of the building <laughs> <laughs> like very casually and just walks away very nonchalant. But luckily, uh, he didn't fall to his death. There was a small, uh, like, sub-ceiling right below it that uh, saved his life. Yeah, they even asked him, how did you know that was there? How do you know you weren't going to kill him? And he he kind of winked, like, hey, I, I fucking did it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like I tried to kill him. <laughs> sometimes you get lucky. <laughs> And then, but later they're like, uh, when JT was actually giving Schiffer, he's like, oh, fucking dumbass here, threw someone on the side <laughs> of the thing and had no idea. He's like, well, actually, uh, maybe a dumbass knew that falling and, and a sustaining injury would wake him from his psychotic state. And he's like, no, you clearly earlier <laughs> let us know yeah, he, that you didn't. Yeah, know that. He, there's so many other less dangerous ways to apply physical pain to bring him out of his state. <laughs> And throwing him from the roof onto a balcony below the roof. <laughs> Very oh. cool scene. Uh, so anyway, um, <laughs> good show. Just, just had just had to. I, we also skipped my favorite moment. Well, we may have talked about the scene, but I forgot to say it, which is where they're talking about how they discovered that 
um, like all these people have been like dosed with LSD. And basically the prodigal son is like, I, they've, they've all been dosed with LSD. And then whoever, whatever cop goes, yes, you're actually right. The toxicology reports confirmed that they both had extremely high levels of LSD. And then prodigal son goes, I don't think this was a coincidence. Like, <laughs> nobody thinks it's a coincidence. <laughs> nobody was arguing that that's a coincidence. Okay, if this was in the 60s or the 70s, I'd say maybe. But these days, it's just there's just no way it's a coincidence. <laughs> Okay, guys, I, I apologize for, for skipping those scenes. I didn't mean to. It's okay. Like, there's, you know, there's two sides of your coin. There's jumping ahead, and then there's skipping scenes, and both of them, I think, are sins. Well, that, I mean, that, well, I don't know. They're connected because then the, the, that guy's boss, the other lady that he goes and talks to when he sees the mask is, uh, she gets dosed the same way. And then she yeah, starts freaking out. Balls and, like, <laughs> this, I, this guy, talks her down to the way he talks people down off drugs is just <laughs> truly it's truly bizarre i needed this guy in my you know late teens early early 20s <laughs> he would have been great for me just to have around you know talking out of my trips <laughs> it um the show really 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 i so i have to admit i didn't see episode two but i listened to this podcast about it so i feel like i did both episodes I've seen, they make you think so much that Malcolm is the killer. Yeah, they do. They do. They do try to make you feel like, oh, you can't is trust he, this guy. Yeah, like because and the dad is always saying, oh, you're more involved than you think. Ooh, ooh, you know, and maybe your brain, maybe you don't. Why don't you remember? Huh? And he has these night terror, these sleepwalk dreams, stuff like that. And it does kind of hint that maybe Malcolm is orchestrating this because how does he know all this shit? And he's like, I've seen this before. But the only way he would have seen it before is if he was the one who decided to put the pattern in the writing. And then, like, who drugged her coffee or her tea? He was the only one there, or yeah, so we thought. The guy was in the house apparently making tea or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, how did he get, how like, did he drug oh, her tea? tea. <laughs> I think at the end, I think we're gonna find out this has all been like some hallucination of his own. I mean, he's just like he's he's been traumatized. I've and I just don't think any of this is actually really happening. And we're all gonna find out that soon enough. It's like the scene in the car, he's alone in the passenger seat with JT. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Are you John? Are you Julian? Are you Joe? And it's just an empty scene. <laughs> um i do kind of think that's where the end of season one is going to be that he has been doing all of these murders Uh but that's actually kind of a cool concept i feel like so i know they're gonna fumble it and it's not gonna make any sense at all i feel like it just would be so lame if they did that i I understand i at the idea sounds cool but for this guy have been manipulated but i don't know it's just too i think if Ridiculous it was like a, a, twist. a movie and there was only one killing yes. and you find out okay. that you did it, but yeah. it's going to be like <laughs> these 21 killings, you did all of them. And then there's like a one flashback thing to each of the 20 killings. <laughs> That's him doing it. And like the NYBD is just useless apparently because they're around him all the time and have no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the lady freaks out on LSD. Um, <laughs> The guy Dominic Render is in the house. He cuts the power, um, and he goes to 
Uh, a name Kel- that will live forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did. I, I wrote it down, so I had to say it. Um, yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest characters in television history. <laughs> Get ready to uh, see it on Vice List for the next decade. The ha- Halloween costumes render <laughs> with a vial of LSD. Dominic render. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he goes to kill the lady, but uh, Prodigal Son stops him. Um, it looks like he's just about to stab Prodigal Son to death uh, when he is shot. And the camera pans over uh, to reveal JT. Uh, no, it's actually the lady in the house with a shotgun. Also, classic uh, bad guy mistake. Uh, say, trying to get out a quippy line before you kill <laughs> yeah. somebody. And he's like, "I this is my response to fear." I was like, "Oh, cool. No, bad. You got now. You're dead." <laughs> yep. Yeah. So the lady kills him. Um, she's still freaking out on LSD. So JT busts in. It looked for a second like JT was gonna kill her. He does nothing actually. Uh, in- <laughs> <laughs> he finally moves that fridge, which he he pounds at it for like ten minutes and it doesn't move. Then they just pan back to him and he somehow got it. Like two feet open, he got like mom strength. Also, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, prodigal son talks her down as well. Yeah, you know another another closed case. They they found this killer. He's like, what does he say to her? He's just like, you're tripping really hard on LSD. No matter what happens, it's just a trip. Yes, you did shoot and kill that guy, <laughs> and you have to live with that for the rest yeah. of your life. But please don't kill me. <laughs> Your life is ruined. Your career is destroyed. You killed a man. Who knows what's going to happen? But nothing good from here on out will well, happen. Now please, you're holding a gun and you're on drugs. <laughs> yeah. For me, that's a heightening situation, and I would just start popping off. <laughs> <laughs> and you know they they start smelling something weird and uh they discover she put her cat in the oven or something <laughs> while she was on LSD <laughs> before coming in to kill him they i don't know if they give her lines but they're like oh, act like you're on LSD she kept saying talking about the walls she was like the walls yeah the walls are breathing the walls are like, uh. what what was that actress from i kept wanting to look it up and then uh she she seemed familiar I don't know. I agree. She did seem familiar, but I also didn't look at her app. Yeah, oh well. Yeah, no way of knowing. <laughs> uh, Prodigal Son's mom goes to visit dad in the mental hospital. She calls ahead and does say that it is a mental hospital. He's. He, I'm looking at a freeze frame of it, and he's like, he's got that little white string. He looks like a doll, like this uh, with a string <laughs> caught on something. He looks like Woody. Uh, she says. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember him looking like that. With a little string on his back now. I'm a bartender. Okay. <laughs> okay, she was in House of Cards, The Mindy Project, and Mr. Robot. Oh, yeah. Those are my three favorite shows, so that's why I remember. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What about Prodigal Son? Well, uh, my, let's see. So my three some reason favorite it's not... non-Orville, non-Prodigal Son shows. <laughs> okay. She was in all of Sleepy Hollow, so... Nice. Uh, oh, the TV show. Okay. I thought you meant the movie. 
Like she was in every frame of that movie. <laughs> She's been to every part of the town of Sleepy Hollow. If you go back and watch the film Sleepy Hollow, <laughs> you sleep. she is in literally every frame. <laughs> uh, Dad says, or Mom says, no way, Prodigal Son can ever come back to visit you again. Um, he says, yes, he will. Um, and I think. Uh, what what else do they talk about in this? Oh, in this? so sexy! This scene is just like oh yeah, well, daggers I mean, the, of the sex. He almost wins her back in this scene. And then, oh yeah, this is the part where he he talks about her sexual prime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she, re- but she really like. I, I mean, I know she's rich, so they always dress up and look nice. But um, she looks like she kind of dressed up for him. And she at- looks like she's either wearing very nice panties or no panties at all. Tim. Wow. But just to give her the confidence. That? And you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Some people have skills, you know, I can tell. <laughs> Tim's waiting for the job opportunity at the FBI to open up. We can... <laughs> <laughs> the panty profiler position. <laughs> Killer was pantyless. <laughs> um, she does say a very significant thing that um, I'm pretty sure she said where they're <laughs> arguing and she goes like, Malcolm is the only thing I have left. I th- she said that, right? So then Halston like Halston... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think we're meant to read into it that she doesn't care at all. Yeah, judging by all Halston. of Hal- all of her Halston scenes, she is constantly forgotten by the writers. And then they were like, "Oh yeah, um, news reporter. Well, that's easy. She's, we'll just do. We'll just talk about the show. She'll just talk about what's happened already." <laughs> do you think it's possible that, like, because of the Seth situation, Fox? was in like a legal situation with her so they had to put her on another show oh uh, that's really interesting yes and well that's, I, that's explain sleeves sleeves do you know about house and sage's history no okay. no i don't so she, she was on the orville and she was dating seth mcfarland because like, that's what you call it when your boss who's 30 years older than you <laughs> asks you out and you have to say yes and then they they broke up and she was off the show oh okay. and i was kind of, i was kind of nodding towards this with with the uh you know the volunteering from the authority figure <laughs> or earlier when the doctor makes him do the test and i thought that that was Anytime there's that going on in a TV show, I think, oh, this must be a reference to uh, Seth MacFarlane dating Austin <laughs> <laughs> Sage. Um, well, we've got one last scene, one big, a big uh, revelation here. Uh, Malcolm uh, chloroforms himself. He puts a bunch of chloroform on his pillow um, and then lays uh-huh. down. I don't think he straps himself in at all. No, uh, so he does yeah, not. Not this time. Uh, hopefully they boarded up the window because I don't know if they showed that. Um, yeah, you should be wearing a sweater because it's drafty or something. <laughs> yeah, he lays down and goes to sleep. He has another crazy dream. Uh, mom found him finding the, uh, the the chest with the woman in it, and she says, "You have to stay away from mom, from dad's stuff." And uh, 
he says he says but there was a there was a girl in there and she says what your father does doesn't concern you he can be very dangerous or something like that Mm -hmm. uh so wow it seems like mom could be in on dad's uh you know his his murders well she seems scared yeah for sure so it may be like uh yeah he's a murderer but you know we don't want to lose our prominent family status right so when she's yelling at him in the dream did anybody else notice the the fake spit that they added in that's just she's screaming no (laughs) she's screaming and it just flies out of her mouth and it's not real spit it just it really bothered me i didn't know if anybody else noticed it i am going to go back i'm i'm re-watching it right now just to get a glimpse of this cg spit oh my god i think i saw it (laughs) it's it's very quick but yeah that can you imagine wow mom knew about the the killings all along holy cow (laughs) it's the worst this it's like a a fountain squirts out of the side of her mouth (laughs) (laughs) it's so weird i don't know like they could have not done it yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) but it like must not have been an option like they they said yeah we have to do it no no choice Imagine being you're the actor and you see that and you're thinking, did I spit? (laughs) (laughs) Did I spit on this kid? (laughs) Not know. (laughs) Also, it must mean that whoever was editing was like, she doesn't really like that angry. Let me add a little spit in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then they were like, that spit's not, that's not enough spit. Like, it needs to be bigger spit. No, she's pissed, right? So there's going to be a lot of saliva in that mouth. Wow. Did I, did I miss anything, guys? Is there anything uh, anybody wanted to talk about that I, that I skipped? No, I think that ending is definitely the, my favorite part. He, the chloroform and then the spit. It's just, it's, it's so good. Him chloroforming yeah. his pillow for bed. <laughs> I just want to say one more time how good the show is. I feel like we didn't talk about that enough. But. Yeah. Well, of course, it's still time to uh, do our ratings. Um, and Tim, you're the lucky one this week. You get to give your first rate, the first rating of the show of, of this episode. Oh, great. Uh, okay, uh, beat on the street reporter Tim here. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to give it three out of three uh, drops of chloroform on the pillow. It was a perfect episode. Um, okay. Good rating. Way, yeah, way there more drops. A lot more than three. <laughs> and it was very I think there were only three. Was it more than three? I don't know. However many there were. It's, it's what you count as a drop, you know? Yeah. He covered yeah. the pillow with it. <laughs> <laughs> he got fucked up. <laughs> Uh, how about you, Kevin? What do you want to give this one? Um, I can't do two beautiful big eyes. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a classic handful of dum dums, which is a perfect score. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great rating, uh, Miranda. How about you? For me, uh, it's a perfect episode, so a perfect score, which would be fifty out of fifty doses of LSD that <laughs> I try to take every day. My my daily dosage of LSD. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> really <laughs> yeah yeah that's crazy 
Maybe for you, not for me. <laughs> uh, how about you, Sleeves? What would you give this episode? Oh, it's it's an amazing episode. It, uh, that five out of five giant pieces of spit straight out of, <laughs> straight out of mommy's mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, personally, I've got to give this one all ones. Um, one out of one brains taken out of somebody's head. Um, uh, one out of one crashes through a window and uh, one out of one possible girl in a trunk who knows Uh, but yeah perfect episode I loved it Um, I can't wait to see number four as soon as we of course get to know the guy that uh, gives people a lot of LSD I guess Dominic Render right right yes (laughs) We've got to we've got to understand the pathology behind giving someone a lot of LSD. Yeah, I'm sure the next episode is really going to dig into his whole thing. <laughs> continue continue to explore this character, this rich character that they've created. <laughs> you think the writers? Right? She, the yeah, writers is dead. Okay. Well, they can oh, bring him back. Know, we can have a flashback episode. The writers yeah. really handicapped themselves by taking out by killing off Dominic uh, <laughs> in episode three. Yeah, the the serial killers always have, or the killers always have like clever names. So the the doctor who killed him is the the render ender. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my prediction for episode four. It's all about the render ender and the legend. Of- <laughs> Well, I think they already <laughs> solved this case. I mean, they were in the room when he when he shot the, when she shot the guy. Hey, maybe we can uh, petition Jeremy Renner to throw a D in his name and <laughs> send her after. <laughs> oh. um, this would usually be the part where um, I read. Tw- but I forgot to look for tweets this week. Uh, so no drink? Twitter. Is, is there a drink episode? Of, there is not a drink. Yeah, they, they seem to have stopped they doing stopped. The drinks. Yeah. It's so weird that they stopped creating a custom cocktail for each episode of this show. I think they yeah. expected the show to be some sort of global phenomenon <laughs> where people are going to be like, I want the prodigal son lunchbox and the killer cocktail and the fucking whatever. But they thought no. people, would, people would be able to walk into a bar and have <laughs> say, I'll have this week's killer cocktail, please. <laughs> it's going to be like a tie-in with chilies across the nation. Where you could go in and get a quartet of deals. <laughs> Let's say today's daily affirmation. I have the power to let go of my bad thoughts. Yeah, I guess wow. that's yeah. true. <laughs> they definitely did not do a daily affirmation on this episode, though. No, it's it was in episode two. I hopefully it's in episode four because if they're basing their entire Twitter uh, persona or whatever based off or their little Twitter gag off of yeah something that was it for like two seconds in episode two. It really is this. It's like 70% of their tweets. It's just today's information. <laughs> okay. Uh, two more segments. Uh, real quick, let's watch. <laughs> real quick, let's... Saying, please, this is, this is going to be our shortest episode ever. Right, right, right. Two yes. segments left. Oh. Okay. Uh, the promo for next week. Here we go. Do you guys have the uh, the website open or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Okay. If not, I mean, it's not that big a deal. 
Oh, I don't. Go. I don't. Uh, you want me to uh, wait a second? Yeah, just I'll get it up. Let me know when you're ready. Let's go to mycircle.tv slash 206 dash. Oh, this is like a phone number backwards. This oh URL. What if we call 375 <laughs> 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 No, you should call it. Maybe, maybe that's how you get to talk to the prodigal son. Maybe it's like a... <laughs> Real fans. Wait, I've I've seen this before. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Did my mother know you were a serial killer? Which answer do you want to hear? You can't keep your cool on this case. Shows on Monday. Need access to my mother's case files. There's something you don't want me to know. Your father is a serial killer. Yet I'm still the monster. Do you want to see this? <laughs> I need to know the truth. <laughs> Evidence. <laughs> All new Prodigal Son Monday. On evidence Fox. looks like a like a VHS case. Yeah, it was a VHS <laughs> tape labeled <laughs> Evidence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Crazy. It's gonna be crazy. Like, it's funny that Dad will never just give a straight answer to anything. <laughs> yeah, he's so <laughs> mischievous. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this is going to be a very personal case for uh, Malcolm if he can't, if he can maybe not be on the case. Um, it looked like a lady was painted blue or something. Yeah, was there? I didn't even, I, I yeah. didn't even see any uh, uh, killers. I'm, this was seems like an entire family centric episode, but I'm guessing there's a killer in this episode. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, not. Just the dad. The designer. Dad looks like he's in a he's in a different prison again. He's <laughs> yeah. like in a totally different place once again. Yeah, they keep moving them around. Designer complicity is the name of the episode, so I'm guessing designer drugs. Designer designer complicity. Designer complicity. (laughs) (laughs) And sleeves. That's a reference to. Never mind. I'm not gonna. (laughs) (laughs) That's too. It's too much to explain. Just send the song. We'll just send you the song later. You can check check out this great song that we love. The final segment of uh, the prodigals, the official Prodigal Son uh, podcast, is I have to, as as the uh, the director of the uh, FBI of this podcast, I have to choose which one of my co-hosts gets the surgeon's scalpel this week. It used to be oh, the okay. captain's kiss. It was a nice, it was a nice prize where you got a nice kiss. Now, unfortunately, it's uh, because this show is much darker. It's a thing where you get you get killed with the surgeon's scalpel um, if you did a bad job. Um, oh man! You know this is a very tough one because I think everyone really brought it this week. Like this was uh, wow, all cylinders. Um, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty at the beginning, but we really carried through and uh, put that all behind us. Um, this was maybe the best episode yet, except for. There was one thing. There was a lot of jumping around in this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, that's and right. There's, there's only oh, one yeah. person to blame. Oh, Kevin, I'm so sorry to see you go. <laughs> no, no. No, Unfortunately, no, no. for skipping scenes, I received the surgeon's scalpel this no. week. Oh, yeah. no. I've got I've to fall on the knife no. myself. It's my you're fault. The, you're the surgeon. <laughs> You can't. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> yep. I'm going to uh, chop myself into little pieces with the scalpel this week. Um, Wait, unless... Don't shoot him. I can save him. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> unless the listeners write in and uh, hashtag save Gray like uh, they did last week oh to save God. Tim and brought Tim back. We what's the to... uh, What's campaign. the number we need on that? Five of those. 
If we get yeah, five, we need hashtags, five of those. One, I think one would be great. Yeah, exactly. One, hashtag, one would be fine. Answer. And the uh, episode or, announcement doesn't count. Yeah. Or if <laughs> yeah. anyone just wanted to call into the voicemail and save me, 775-285-6224. Um, splat job AI. Just give us a call and, and uh that would save me, but if not, uh maybe next week someone else will be hosting and, and that's that's fine. That's that's only what I deserve. Uh, but sleeves, wow! Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you all for having me, and welcome to uh, welcome to the Buzzcast family. Woo. Oh, thank you so much. Right. Yeah, can't can't wait for when you have us all on your podcast. When we have <laughs> <four guests. laughs> We're gonna have to all watch the entire series of this. That's gonna have to be the discussion. Oh, for one episode of your podcast, uh, yeah. we have to watch the whole the entire okay. series. Dude, that's going to be like an 18 hour long episode. It's also going to be in yeah. like 18 years. Uh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, something you need to know about us is we never watch the season finale of any of any TV show. Is there some sort of, um, you know, frequency we are obligated to put out episodes? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not that I know of, but uh, maybe we no. should try and do weekly. Yeah, we'll give a shot. <laughs> but yeah, so Bobby Horror Picture Show, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Check it out. It's uh, I I don't know. We're on the internet. It's fun. Join the join. Uh, don't worry about my podcast. Just worry about the Bug Main Cult. Um, and mm-hmm. don't forget to buy your tickets for BugCon twenty twenty. What's your Twitter? Are you at? Oh sleeves? yes, exactly. Is oh, that- I'm at uh, sleeves was already taken. I don't know who the hell got it, but uh, I'm at it's me sleeves. It's me oh. because it's because that's me. It's me sleeves. Do you think at sleeves is available? Because then you can just be like, I'm at sleeves on Twitter. Damn. I'm, oh, I'm, God. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> don't make me overthink anything, <laughs> please. Because <laughs> then, right. then there's two ads, so everybody's gonna think it's ATAT. That just sounds yeah. so complicated. I'll just if leave Tim, it as when it's Tim suggests something, you uh, you can just shut it out, just block it out. That's what I do. Yeah, just run in the opposite direction <laughs> <laughs> as fast as you can. All right. Okay. Cool. Well, the episode ended a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <so>. Thank you. <laughs> Podcast.net. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.